Welcome to the Marketing Agility Podcast. Come join us as we explore how leading marketers are using agile management approaches to keep up with an increasingly social and real-time world. This is John Cass, Head of Digital Marketing for Pace Communications, a custom content marketing agency. And uh, also here today is Frank Days. Hey, John. How are you doing? Very well. How about yourself? You're head of uh, social media for Novell. Yes. And this is the Agile Marketing Podcast. Uh, today, uh, we're going to be interviewing uh, Yasha Kekes-Wolf, who's the VP of Marketing at Involver. Uh, welcome, Yasha. Thanks very much. Hey, Frank. Hey, John. Hi. And we wanted to interview you, you Yasha, about your experiences as uh, VP of WebTrends, running an Agile Marketing Department. <laughs> and also um, uh, ask you some questions about where you see the uh, the industry is heading today. Absolutely. So perhaps we can start off by uh, you telling us um, how you started with agile marketing uh, techniques at uh, WebTrends. You bet. Well, actually, uh, WebTrends was really a proving ground for me and kind of the operation of the kind of model of agile marketing. Um, I really learned a lot of the techniques through my experience at Microsoft, where I spent several years kind of in a, in a handful of different roles. Um, but what was interesting for me is actually having the chance as a product marketer and marketing manager uh, to work directly with the engineering organizations. Um, I saw a transition from certain organizations from a waterfall model from a development perspective into agile and really a lot of the benefits that came from that the ability to get feedback more quickly from kind of the customers, the constituents that they worked with. Um, directly from the sales organization as they introduced new features and, and thought to myself that there would probably be a better way for us to run the budgets that we had associated with marketing. Um, so first at Microsoft started to make uh, a pretty uh, wholehearted attempt at transitioning the way that our marketing organizations ran into an agile model. And our focus there really became how do we optimize campaigns? And for me, that became the proof point of optimizing campaigns in an agile model to actually run an operation uh, fully in an agile uh, kind of development mode. Um, so a great example of that is when we were at Microsoft, we first started to make a lot of experiments uh, in the campaign space focused on search engine marketing in particular. Um, and, and why I say that's important is because search engine marketing was really one of the first mediums that I had to work in where I could experiment with multiple campaigns at the same time for smaller spends, find successes, and then double down on, the, on those bets. Um, the way that I gained efficiency as an organization is really to directly apply kind of the, the agile uh, development working processes into running campaigns. And that means very specifically adapting the uh, vernacular, the nomenclature of the agile model, and then applying it into the management of campaigns, so creating epic. Uh, running stories within those epics and then optimizing those stories uh, depending upon performances. And um, when I joined Web Trends, I was given an opportunity to really start from scratch and had to kind of full C-level buy-in um, to create an organization. And we focused on building an organization from the ground up that was able to run and an agile model. Um, and I think that that was a pretty unique opportunity. I don't know that everybody that comes into a senior role in an organization has the chance to start from scratch with kind of full support from everybody in the executive staff. And, and I'll tell you that, that that was probably the biggest success factor for us at WebTrends in creating an organization that ran in the Agile mode. Hey, Yasha, this is Frank. I'm just wondering, as you started to go down this road towards Agile, can you talk to us about a little bit about 
the organiza any organizational challenges you had? I mean, most marketers, myself included, I mean, we grow I grew up in a waterfall world, right? And I was taught, gee, you need a planning spreadsheet and you have a creative brief and you have a, you know, market requirements documents. I mean, can you talk about some of the organizational or cultural challenges you might have faced as you headed towards Agile? Well, the big one is cultural. Uh, and I think you pointed out correctly, a lot of those terms that you throw out in the documents and the processes are ones that we've been kind of, uh, we've had beat into us for all intents and purposes over the last 20 or so my years. Um, it, the, the biggest single challenge that I have had in my career working in Agile is the people and their acceptance of a, a little bit of change um, in the way that they work. Uh, and change is pretty powerful. Uh, you know, I don't think you can ever really underestimate the amount of inertia that you have to work against. Uh, for me, very specifically at Web Trends, one of the ways that I worked through those cultural changes is that as we began to restaff the organization, I looked for people that really had a focus uh, in their career on working in agencies. Uh, and agencies have to operate in a way that I think is most analogous to the agile process, uh, much more so than you would as a traditional marketer in a brand, in that you have to work across uh, multiple clients, across multiple campaigns, and you, quite honestly, have to optimize your time best. Uh, and the only way that works is is to be agile. That's in- um, so, yeah, that's, that, oh, no, that's okay. That's interesting because I'm always thinking, you know, my agencies at times are the ones who the ones who are pushing the hardest for the creative briefs or for the work back schedules or for, you know, for some level of certainty in. Well, I, I think that you're spot on, they, it, but that's also part of what they need to do to risk assess kind of their own time management. Totally. And so there's, I think that there's a, a, a kind of a battle of wills that takes place there. That said, um, they have to work with a lot more clients than just you generally. And so this process is happening in the background. It's just, it's the way that it works. Um, they, they kind of have to force to you this behavioral kind of adherence to a process so that they can manage themselves on the back end. So it's interesting also on the agency side of things. I mean, just them trying to, I've always found in trying to get my agencies involved in agile is trying to, as much as possible, get them involved in the scrums as, as a way to kind of get them involved in the process. But, you know, there's this delicate balance of meetings versus work. You know, it's the that magic ratio of how much account management you spend with your agency versus you know how much actual work you got out of them. How did you, you know, with, was your agency actively involved in your scrums? Uh, they are. Even today, they are at Involver. And, and I'll talk a little bit about you know, running Agile in a startup and the difference between in a larger enterprise, which, which I found to be completely fascinating and pretty exciting. But, but very specifically, the way that I address this is that the agency partners that I work with, the expectation was that the traditional kind of hierarchical, hierarchical organizational structure where an account manager is the first line of defense, so to speak, into a client, um, we had to break down. Right? And so when we ran scrums, we pulled in who we thought were the most appropriate resources on a daily or weekly basis from our agency. So if we were going development heavy at a certain part in a project or design heavy at a certain part of a project, we'd bring in the lead developer or the creative director or an art director, as an example, uh, through that process. But it really became break down the, the structure, the hierarchical structure of the agency in order to make it work. Well. Was it more sprint by sprint? Like you'd say, okay, we're sprinting for two weeks or four weeks and... We're going to need a little more, you know, we're going to need a little bit more creative vector in this sprint, a little more production this sprint. So it was really within the sprints themselves. Yes. And and that's, uh, you know, you have to be the middleware in some regards as the person overseeing the sprints to choose who's the most appropriate person at what time when you're dealing with a resource that you, you pay a dollar amount to for the amount of time that they spend with you. 
Yes. I, I wanted to ask uh, about uh, on the on the product development side, how agile marketing can drive product development. I thought that was very interesting. We, we'd done an earlier interview, Yasha, uh, about uh, your work at Web Trends, but across your experiences, uh, how important do you think that that is uh, for managing uh, ideas within the development process? So, John, one of the one of the more interesting experiences that I've had in kind of bringing uh, really product development into the marketing side with Agile is the experiences that you and I have talked about as it relates to web trends, and that was very focused on how do we in marketing kind of solve some of the challenges that we have in marketing with products that exist in a company uh, like the company that I work for, Web Trends. Um, and in our case, at Web Trends, we had a product that um, had had a, a very strong reputation and a very uh, singular application kind of in the space of a, a website, um, kind of the, the management of the analytics collection and analysis and, and ultimately display um, for a website. Um, what we had seen in marketing is that we were beginning to introduce ourselves and drive conversations, opportunities, uh, or leads into opportunities in new and emerging areas. And these areas were social networks. So this was a year and a half plus ago now. Um, in particular, we started to see a lot of activity inside of Facebook, um, both from ourselves personally, but also from some of our the, the peers that we had worked with at companies that were on our customer reference board and, and customer reference within the customer reference program. Uh, and so, as a marketing organization, we started to identify what we could do to make investments in that growing channel, Facebook in particular. Uh, but we really didn't have a way to derive uh, kind of success measures from it. And so what we did in marketing is through this agile process, um, introduced campaigns into Facebook uh, and introduced campaigns with really two different intentions. And the first was to drive kind of leads and, and opportunities as we did for all the programs that we ran. But the second was to identify ways that we as marketers could utilize a, a product or tool like WebTrends to actually derive uh, some success measurements um, from those campaigns. Um, so what was exciting for us as a team is that one, as we began to invest in Facebook, we started to see successes and we were able to see that quickly uh, because of the agile process that we we're managing through. Uh, the second is that we were able to prove in fact that web trends worked within Facebook. Hmm. So as a marketing organization, we had taken a product, uh, kind of operationalized it for us to use in a new and emerging channel, and then we're able to turn that around and, and make it available as a product offering completely outside of the, the typical development process and development cycle. In fact, this product became incredibly successful, and it's driven a lot of the development of web trend trends in the space of uh, kind of social marketing and I would say uh, social measurement generally. Uh, they've gone so far as to even make an acquisition to a company that is in some regards competitive to Involver, whom I work with today. That's interesting um, how that uh, process really helped you uh, to get more ideas and see if, if something worked. I think that's part of the interesting process with Agile Marketing, which is um, it allows you to, uh, to test, see results immediately, and then know whether um, further commitment uh, is actually going to work. Is that what you found in your experience? It, absolutely. And, and I feel really fortunate that the roles that I've had running marketing organizations have been within organizations that provide tools to marketers. And so it, for me, it's kind of the best of both worlds. I, one, get to push the envelope of the tools that our company has introduced into the marketplace. But the second is that I have to be kind of a best-in-class marketer with a, from a process perspective because we're often looked at as an example of, of how successful a marketer could be using our tools. 
Um, so, so I feel like I'm in a pretty unique situation as well. I, I don't know that the application of kind of product development would be the same in all companies, um, unless you're in a space where the tools that you create are ones that are really targeted at a marketing organization. Um, and, and I would be curious very much to, to kind of get both of your perspective on that as well, because it's, it's something I've been thinking about quite a bit lately. Well, I think you know my day job is principally new media stuff, so it's it's the short feedback loops are really crucial. So you know, I think I think you hit it on the head when you hit it in your intro. I mean, my day job at Novell is social and search engine marketing, and you know we kicked off with a new search agency, and we were scrumming three times a week. And I found that was really great in the startup mode um, for us. And I, I would agree with you that being, you know, trying as a marketers to be best in breed is to really be iterating quickly. You know, we we talk a lot even here at Novell about failing fast, but you know, it still requires. You know, you can talk about it in the other way. You know, we innovate a lot on the creative side of things, but the innovation on the process side of things isn't always that common with marketers. I think yeah. that's very. I think that's very true, uh, Frank. And um, I remember a few guiding principles that you you talked about, uh, Yasha. Um, be quick, learn, and get better. From our, our previous interview, uh, how do you see that playing out with uh, with companies? Is that something of the guideline for companies to follow? I think it absolutely is. And Frank, I think you bring up a really great point about failure. The the idea that you have to fail, I, I think, is becoming more and more acceptable as a uh, kind of as a behavioral change across an organization. I think there's something about it that's important, which is that you are expected to take risks. Uh, and those risks are ones that aren't going to be kind of, I think, in summation, negatively impacting into the company that said you have to try things in order to get better and you have to fail in order to get better and we work with a uh, kind of an add-on to that rule of uh, kind of fail quickly if you're going to fail which is just don't fail the same way twice and that's really the kind of adaptation or the kind of the, the further development that we've had as a mantra to operate against in the past few months i like that i like that don't fail the same way twice you know the the kind of dealing with failure and living with the iterations of it you know, it's it's funny culturally. I find a lot of conversations that I have with people when they come to me, and the ideas of, you know, ad sales rep comes and says, you know, I want to do a, a microsite on a on a paid in a paid media environment, and trying to sell, trying to sell one of my field marketing managers six figures worth of media, and then I come back and say, listen, let's negotiate it down to thirty days, and we'll you know come up with something much more iterative. And something that's much more testing oriented. I mean, it's more than, I guess, you know, agile in the product sense is, you know, a methodology, but in some ways marketing agile is almost a frame of mind, right? It's being accountable. It's trying things in small blocks of work. It's, you know, iterating and not being afraid of making mistakes. Well, well yeah. may maybe it's also with a waterfall method, you don't give yourself enough time to learn. So, yes, it is about failure because, you know, you learn through failure, if you will. But if we're not giving ourselves um, enough time to learn, then we never really um, give a new channel or a new campaign a real opportunity to be successful. And, and if you are going faster, then you can see what works and what doesn't. And, and perhaps as a result of that, you end up going down a path you wouldn't have just because of the process that you use. 
You know, there's another, I, I think, uh, aspect of this kind of behavioral change that we have to see in order for kind of this operational method to really take hold. And this is a, a something that I've really been trying to find a smart way to articulate and write about, and I just haven't done it yet. But, but there's a, a in the waterfall model, kind of a simplicity and a beauty in that simplicity, and that at the conclusion of something that you've done that's really the second time that you've had to sell the process and sell what it is that you've done, right? And, and you do that against the data that you've collected. So you sell once to start a project and you sell once when it's completed uh, about whatever the results are. In an agile model, kind of operationally, one of the biggest changes is that you have to continually sell what's going on across an organization, kind of up through an organization and down into the organization. And that's a pretty big change for most people in marketing because for the most part, we've been able to kind of hold ourselves up in the processes that we operate with and talk about the things that we do on a quarterly basis or half yearly basis or yearly basis, depending on the size of the company. And there's no choice but to be constantly talking about what's happening. And, and that is a pretty big cultural change. Uh, the, the idea of always being in, in the sales uh, process is something that is pretty new to marketing uh, and agile is really pushing that forward. Yeah, I think a lot of the traditional waterfall me methods in marketing, I guess I'm going to be a bit cynical here, have a certain arrogance built into them that, you know, I, the strategic marketer went out and wrote this, this opus, you know, this grand document known as the market requirements document. I speak for the market <laughs> rather than, you know, really the market speaks for the market these days, right? We have, social channels. We have customer communities. I mean, the brand is now living and breathing through all of our interactions with the customers. There is, you know, that, that market requirements doc and positioning statements, those, those 20 or 30 page document that you may write, the marketing plan becomes dated so quickly. Why is it that we even spend any time writing these documents anymore? That's right. It's the protection of the precious process. Yes. That's uh, <laughs> maybe a little bit of an onomatopoeia, but it, it is it is a very real, real phenomena that we have to work through as we're trying to push this cultural change out more broadly. Great. So I had a question for you, Yasha. If you were going to offer some advice to someone who's thinking about getting started with agile marketing in their organization, what, what couple of pieces of advice would you give them? Well, the, the first is in any organization – you have great resources to educate yourself about Agile generally, and they're the people that sit in the development organization. I'll tell you that if you don't have a relationship with your development team, um, going to them to ask very specifically to get educated about the way that they use Agile in your business, assuming that they do use Agile in your business, can go a long way in a lot of different regards. Um, you know, First and foremost, it can help you as somebody who's learning uh, see the way that Agile is applied in a specific organization, but secondarily, it can really draw you closer into a very important organization for the success of marketing, especially in the technology space, which is that development team. Uh, the second is that this idea of, of always being aware that you have to sell what's going on uh, is the second piece of advice that, that I talk about quite a bit now. Um, that's the idea that you no longer just have to sell up to your boss to tell your boss what's going on. You know, he or she may care about your budget and the things that you're planning for the upcoming quarter. Uh, but you have to, in order to be successful in an agile model, uh, sell across an organization, make sure you're head of development, make sure you're head of services, make sure you're head of customer success, all understand very clearly the epics that you're going to operate against uh, and the successes that you're intending to drive towards and be sure to share kind of the good things and the bad things that happen throughout that process. Um, you know, be a better communicator than you ever thought that you could be in order to be successful here. 
Well, great, Yasha. Thank you um, so much for your insights, uh, both into how a marketer can uh, can drive agile marketing, but also how you've been using agile marketing with the companies that you've been working at. Really appreciate you being on the uh, the podcast today. Oh, absolutely. Well, I, I wanted to, to end on one thing, um, if you don't mind, and that's that agile. I think works particularly well in smaller organizations and startup organizations. And that's not something that I expected intuitively as I joined a company the size of Involver. And we're, we're in the kind of mid 60s, pushing into the 70, and we've grown from 30 people when I started. Um, what I will say is that it, as you're thinking about agile in an organization that's the size of kind of a traditional SMB, is that while business process is generally what you're going to have to deal with from a change perspective in a large company, in a startup, Infrastructure to support agility is actually the first area that you have to make an investment in. And so those tools that you use to drive your base of innovation from are, are the first investment you have to make. And, and that is not something that I expected. And it is something that uh, I, I've started to talk about quite a bit, at least through the startup community in the San Francisco area. Um, think about investment in tools like the Eloquas of the world and the web trends of the world to really provide you with a base to be able to be agile. Uh, and, and that's not something that I expected, but it is, a, I think, a pretty interesting learning uh, transitioning from a large enterprise into a startup. That is interesting. So it's, uh, it, it's a case of having a foundation before you can, you can try out these new ideas. That's exactly correct. Great. Well, thank you. Thank you, Yasha. And uh, thank you, Well, Frank. thank you, John, for, for bringing us all together today. 